I like to think about ways that you can constantly be drawing on your real reason why. And this is something I've spoken about in the past, but it's coming to grips with it and really understanding why you do what you do. It's easy to say, hey, you, you know, I'm building an online business because I want to have financial freedom, but why do you want that financial freedom? Oh, you want financial freedom so you don't have to work a day job. But why don't you want to work a day job? Because you want to have time to spend with your kids. Now you're getting down to what is probably more a fundamental reason, a core reason why you do the things that you do. You're listening to The Growth Booth, the show focused on achieving lifestyle freedom through online businesses. Whether you're looking for step-by-step strategies to start building an online business, simple game plans to grow your business, or proven lifestyle freedom frameworks, you are in the right place. Stay tuned and be sure to join the thousands of listeners already in growth mode. Hey, Adam Booth here. Welcome to episode number 55 of The Growth Booth. Now, what I want to do today is we are getting pretty close to uh, closing out January 2023, which is just amazing. We have the last few weeks gone, but there are still 11 months left in the year. And it's really important that you have got the right frame of mind to be able to make sure that you achieve the things that you want to achieve in 2023. So to help you with that, I thought that I would provide a few ideas uh, from my own experience. And these have been taken from the Mind Game, which is a course that uh, I created, I guess, around about a year ago, where I shared a lot of information through 66 bite-sized lessons about how to put yourself in a position to be the best that you can be and to be a high achiever. So we're not going to go through the whole thing, uh, obviously, but I did want to take a few lessons away from that and share them with you so that hopefully you can build upon where you're at right now and push forward to achieve uh, greater things throughout the remainder of this year. Now, for me, mindset all comes back to, and not just mindset, but the ability to get results comes back to a fundamental understanding that the results that you get are a result of the behaviors that you take. And the behaviors that you you take or you make are a result of the thoughts that you have. So there's a direct flow-on effect from your thoughts to your behaviors to the results that you achieve in life. And I think that's absolutely fundamental to understand. And it's the first lesson that I want to leave with you uh, here today. And we'll dive a lot deeper into this, but this is something that uh, I have learned from taking massive action on a lot of different projects myself and having built out a, a very, actually multiple very successful businesses. But it's a common trait that I've seen in all of the self-made uh, multimillionaires and very successful people that I know. There's an understanding, whether it's uh, conscious or just sort of happens subconsciously, but the highest achievers are aware that thoughts lead to behaviors and behaviors lead to your results. So when you start with this, I think it's important to think about what does finished look like? What is it that you are trying to achieve? If it's freedom, well, what does that mean? Is that waking up without an alarm clock? Specifically, what is that? Is it getting up uh, and going for a walk along the beach in the morning? And where is that beach? You know, is it uh, having a having a cup of coffee? Is it doing a, a couple of hours of some kind of a workout? Is it working throughout the day? 
what specifically are you trying to achieve? So for me, for example, I like to wake up in the morning. I like to go for a swim uh, in my own pool and the complex that I live in. And if it's cold, maybe I'll hit the indoor pool instead. If it's too cold, it doesn't really get that cold down here in, in Buenos Aires. I think I could swim all year round, quite honestly. But, uh, you know, having that option. And then after I've done that, maybe I'll take uh, my kids to school. I might have a coffee with my wife and then start working on whatever it is that I want to work on. So if that's what finished looks like for me, then how do I get there? I get there by starting to think about uh, the behaviors and the thoughts that come prior to this. So I've just spoken briefly about the result, the thing that you want to reach, and the piece that comes before that are the behaviors. So in order to have freedom, to wake up without an alarm clock, to go for a walk along the beach, you need to have a mostly automated income stream. And this is an example, by the way, because obviously everyone's, there are lots of different ways to achieve what you want to achieve and um, I'm deliberately trying to give a uh, if-then sort of example here. So in order to have uh, freedom, then uh, you need to have a mostly automated uh, income stream. This is my personal example. And to get this, the way that I need to be is focused, dedicated, disciplined, uh, action-orientated, strategic, and committed to doing the things I need to do. That's a reflection on different behaviors that can help me get the kind of results that I need to get to. If we go back one step further, because the behaviors don't just happen, the behaviors happen as a result of thoughts that you're having. So we can then say in order to be focused, to be dedicated, to be disciplined, to be action-orientated, strategic, committed, and, and everything else, then you need to be thinking about achieving your vision every day and keeping it at the, the forefront of your mind so that you can consciously and subconsciously maximize uh, your your awareness and be mentally prepared to blast through any obstacles that may come your way. And there are lots of different things that you can do to get your uh, conscious aligned with your subconscious and your mind working in 100% congruency with your body. And these are examples of the kind of things that we get into in the mind game uh, program, which as I mentioned, runs through 66 days uh, drip feeding content. Um, actually, it's not drip fed. It's, it's all there available on day one, but it's designed to be absorbed uh, one piece of content uh, at a time. So, uh, so far we've spoken about sort of this underlying flow, if you like, of thoughts to behaviors to results. And I think the next big part of this that's worth thinking about when you're getting started and planning and really trying to hit the reset button on your mindset is visualization. So these are the things that you think about. These are the things that are your your dreams, essentially. Now, there's a, a, a trivial sort of uh, exercise that you can do to understand the power of visualization and having a very vivid vision in your mind. So what I want you to do is to close your eyes and think that think about the sensation of biting into a juicy lemon. Now, 
when you do that, you, you'll probably get physical reactions starting to happen in your body. I'm salivating uh, just thinking about it without even <laughs> visualizing it too much. But that's an example of the power of visualization and what it can trigger inside you. And there are lots of different ways that you can get visualization working for you from um, a lifestyle standpoint. In fact, when I first came to Buenos Aires um, back in 2005, one of the things that I did was I went to look at some luxury properties in some of the, the nicest buildings uh, in Buenos Aires. And at that time, I didn't have a dollar to my name. In fact, uh, I was in quite a bit, a bit of debt, so I wasn't going to be able to buy one of these things. But going in, having a look around, seeing what was out there, understanding that, that gave me something vivid that I could hang on to in my mind. And fast forward a period of time, and I'm thankful to live in one of the most amazing uh, properties in in the city of, of Buenos Aires. But I don't think I could have got there if I didn't have an idea of what that would uh, eventually uh, look like, um, if that makes sense. And I think it's also important for you to think about what's going to keep you going, what's going to keep you moving forward day after day after day. And a vision is part of that. But also, I like to think about ways that you can constantly be drawing on your real reason why. And this is something I've spoken about in the past, but it's coming to grips with it and really understanding why you do what you do. It's easy to say, hey, you, you know, I'm building an online business because I want to have financial freedom. But why do you want that financial freedom? Oh, you want financial freedom so you don't have to work a day job. But why don't you want to work a day job? Because you want to have time to spend with your kids. Now you're getting down to what is probably more a fundamental reason, a core reason why you do the things that you do. And for me, my reasons why are my kids, uh, my family, my friends and charities that I support and everything else is kind of layered on, on top of that. But drilling right down to the reasons why, that's really for me what, what it comes down to. And again, everyone's different. There's no right or wrong answer to this. But the more in tune you are with why you're doing something, the easier you're going to find it to stay motivated. Uh, and I think that's something that's really important to be aware of. The next tip that I've got for you here today is just around the way that you write uh, your goals or think about uh, your objectives. So there's an acronym that I've been falling back to for uh, well over a decade now, and it's the SMART goal system. So when you are defining your goals, I think this is a good one to use. So SMART stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Relevant, and Time-Based. So for example, we could have something like on the 1st of January 2024, uh, I will have built a lifestyle business that earns me $100,000 per month in profit that I can run on just one hour of work per day. So here we've got something that's time-based. I've got a, uh, a firm date there. I've got something that's specific. I'm talking about $100,000 in profit uh, per month. So it's specific. And, and by the way, that's also measurable because it's got a, a number there. Uh, it's attainable as well if you're using the right system. And again, you could change the numbers. It could be $10,000 per month. It needs to be something that you feel is is attainable uh, and it's relevant uh, to what I'm wanting to achieve. So that's the SMART goal system. And I, I like linking this up with um, 
a long-term, a longer-term goal, a mid-term goal, and a short-term goal. So I don't just have one of these things. I might go uh, drill, come, come back a little bit sooner. So if I, if I want to get to $100,000 per month in January the 1st, 2024, then maybe on in June the 1st, 2023, I would have some other uh, specific goal. And, and the, the key here is that they align. And the way that I like to do this is by mapping out a 10-week plan and starting from, you know, 10 weeks, and actually not 10 weeks, but starting from, you know, 10 years or 15 years from now, what you want to be, where you want to be in your life. Five years time from now, where do you want to be in your life? One year, you know, what do you want that to look like? And then what do you need to do in the next 10 weeks to be able to move towards that? And 10 weeks, the thing that I like about it is it gives you 70 days. It's a, it doesn't matter, by the way, if it's 10 weeks or 12 weeks. It really doesn't matter. But the point is it gives you enough time to get some real progress happening, but not too much time that you flounder around and, and just don't do anything. You know, there, there is a real urgency when you're working to a 10-week uh, goal. So um, I like to build a 10-week plan, and it starts with identifying a goal and then coming up with a large list of tasks. And the tasks are things that need to be done in order to uh, achieve whatever it is that you want to achieve. And I, I normally start out by writing a big list of tasks and then eliminating the ones that are not uh, mission critical in order to actually uh, achieve my results. And once I've done that, I then break it out into uh, 10 weeks or 10 blocks. So in week one, these are the first things I have to do. Once I've done them, I'm going to be able to do the things that are in week two. Once I've done them, I can do things that are in week three. And if you do this well, then just by virtue of completing the tasks, whether you like it or not, you will start to get results that are aligned with where, what you ultimately want to achieve. So I think fitness is always a good one to look at here. Like if you've got a goal, an objective in 10 weeks time to lose whatever it is, 10 pounds or five kilos or something like that. And one of your tasks that you're going to be doing every week is 20 minutes of exercise a day, three or four days a week. If you're not doing anything right now, and you start implementing that, then whether you like it or not, if you're if you're marking those tasks off and you're getting them done, then you will be moving towards your objective. So I like to make sure the tasks are um, tangible and uh, related to uh, what I'm ultimately trying to achieve. And this allows you to sort of build out a critical path. And a critical path is something that you can come back to um, over and over again and I like to visually build this out actually and you can see where the different parts different things that need to be done are um, sort of scheduled and I know that in seven weeks if I've got a 10 week uh, time frame and I'm building out a, a critical path over the next 10 weeks I know that in the seventh week I need to be doing a bunch of things before I do uh, the eighth week whatever that may may happen I then get more granular on a weekly and a daily basis. So I like to plan for the week ahead. So if you think about the critical path of the 10-week plan as being very high level, on a Thursday or a Friday of each week, I start planning out specifically what I need to do 
in the next week to get ahead from where I am uh, today. And then once you've done that, you can get even more granular by uh, drilling down to the specific things that you want to do tomorrow. So uh, this is where I like to create more of like a to-do list. And I've shared in the past that I've got a little book that I like to to do this. I like to write it out uh, freehand. And on my daily to-do list, there might be seven or eight different tasks on there. Um, however, there will be two or three that are the absolute do-or-die tasks. These are the big things that I'm going to knock out one way or another. And even if I just knocked out those big tasks or those most important tasks, they're not always big. Sometimes they're just more important. Then I'm going to feel like I've, I've moved the needle a little bit and I've, I've progressed uh, along my journey to where I need to get to. So, um, this is, um, how we sort of start or this is how I start out thinking about, uh, mindset and not just mindset, but building a real plan that I can fall back to day after day after day. And then on top of this foundation, I really start getting into things that I can do to help myself uh, stay focused on things that I can do to uh, make sure I'm in the right frame of mind with regards to you know having gratitude. Uh, and I do this using a, a morning routine. Um, I make sure that I'm not constantly derailed by distractions and there are things that you can do for this and then I also make sure that I'm always improving on a day-to-day basis and it's amazing how you can make kind of like a microscopic improvement day after day after day and how this compounds on itself to make you so much better at what you're doing in the course of um, a period of time like months or, or a year I make sure that I've got measures in place so that I can, um, you know, course correct uh, if need be. It's not that I'm just for the next 10 weeks, I'm going to be heading in that direction and and that's it. No, I want to check my progress along the way and then, um, you know, look at think how I can uh, improve that um, over uh, a period of time, making sure that I'm always pointing the ship in, in the right direction. I have a a friend who I've interviewed on this podcast in the past and uh, he's done a couple of crossings um, of the Atlantic and he said it's very rare that you are pointing directly towards where you need to go. Like if you look at it on a map, it ends up being a big zigzag. You're heading north, you're heading south, you're heading west uh, and so on until uh, you eventually arrive. But if you keep pointing the, the ship in the right direction, then eventually you're going to get there no matter how far off course the the weather might might push you and then the last thing I'd, I'd like to to leave you with here today is something that I call uh, not I but uh, Seth Godin calls the dip and I've seen this dozens of times uh, in fact um, it, it, it it's regularly happening to me so it's where you'll get off to a good start with a project maybe you're really exciting about something and then you'll sort of just get blinded by the lights and you'll get stuck and you'll lose momentum before eventually capturing that momentum again and being able to push forward. And I feel like this happens to me on almost every single project that I start. It's pretty rare that I go from having all that excitement and momentum on day one and just continuing that the whole way. Normally I get some quick wins on the board um, I, I make some progress and then I sort of need to regroup and and remember why I'm doing this and then focus again and move off in, in that right direction. So I think the lesson here is awareness and understanding that 
you will mo- lose momentum, especially when you're doing new projects that you might not necessarily know that much about. You will go through lulls. You will go through dry spells of not uh, having sales when um, you start new businesses, particularly in the online space. And you'll hit this thing that Seth Godin calls the dip. And this is the opportunity for you to take stock of where you are, refresh your mind, uh, refresh where you're heading, why you're doing this, and go through a lot of the other ideas that um, I shared with you in this uh, podcast episode here today. And then I think it's important to figure out how you can get a few quick wins happening again and get yourself uh, back on track. And one of the best ways to do this is to have a support system around you. And if you're part of one of our programs, then you're going to have this. Uh, but it's up to you to make sure that you use it. It's up to you to make sure that you reach out and you seek support and guidance uh, when you need it. And I think just by doing that, by showing up every day, you eventually get through the dip, you come out the other side and are so much stronger for it. So look, I'm going to wrap this episode up right here. Uh, if you do want to learn more about this, you can head over to themindgame.com. That's themindgame.com. And you can see how you can get access to an entire course where I build on a lot of this framework that um, I've started to share with you here today. I build out uh, on 66 uh, different lessons. Most videos are in the three to five minute range along with transcriptions and and so much more. Uh, in any case though, uh, look, we are almost one month into the year and you've still got 11 months left to turn this into your absolute uh, best year yet. So don't delay, uh, take massive action and I look forward to hearing uh, from you and about your story one day soon. Thanks for listening.